0: I uh, can't recommend them enough. Christine and her team have been fantastic. So I definitely recommend you check out Haven Financial Services at haven. Let's get back to the show. This episode is sponsored by the Integrity Income Fund, which is managed by yours truly and my team at Labrador Lending. The Integrity Income Fund is for accredited investors. It aims to pay an 8% preferred return and an 8.5% preferred return for early investors. It aims to pay out monthly distributions. There's a $25,000 minimum and only a one-year lockup. If you are an accredited investor and you're looking to get away from Wall Street, looking to beat inflation, and... Looking for an asset class that is backed by hard physical real estate? Then look no further than the Integrity Income Fund. Check it out at labradorlending.com. In this episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast, uh, wow. Um, One episode with with Brittany Turner is just not even going to scratch the surface. So I don't know. We could have her on for 10 episodes and, and it just wouldn't even wouldn't cover <laughs> enough. Um, she's been through a ton and you know, her story is amazing. She has seven companies now through real estate and business and entrepreneurship. She's been able to impact people across the world. And I, I don't say that like she's just written a check to somebody in Africa or something. She's actually actively been saving lives and teaching people to save lives and healing you know US military veterans and addressing and and you know in some large ways fixing and saving people from sex trafficking poverty uh you know all kinds of problems across the world they do disaster relief uh, immediately after disasters that are happening in in other countries and other continents, and this is all possible because she thought big and thinks big, but also takes action and um it, it, the the biggest takeaway for me really in this one is the fact that you know she's not someone who just talks a big game she actually she was able to purchase her she lives on her own island she just bought an island um I say just she said it took five years to buy the island but and this is not—it's not an island that she just sits on and, and counts her pennies from. It's her whole intent is to impact people for good through real estate entrepreneurship. She's, you know, just impacting the world. She's a force for good, and it's—it's it's incredible. I know you're gonna love it.
1: Inspiring stories of real people overcoming incredible odds to live life to the fullest. We are all guaranteed to face hardships. How will we handle the adversity? Join us to be moved by everyday people who have turned poverty into prosperity and weakness into wealth. Be inspired as these relatable heroes get vulnerable. And former counterintelligence investigator Jamie Bateman puts his interviewing skills to the test. Restore your faith in humanity as you experience true Cinderella stories of average people turning surreal struggle and deep despair into booming businesses and financial fortune. Take ownership of the life you are destined to live and turn your adversity into abundance.
0: Welcome everybody to another episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. I am your host, Jamie Bateman. And today I have the honor of being joined by Brittany Turner of Ariel Group. Brittany, how are you doing?
2: Hi, great. Thank you for having me, Jamie.
0: Yeah, and you already told me, but for the audience, um, can you tell us where you're where you're dialing in from?
2: I am calling in from the beautiful British Virgin Islands, where it is that another is awesome. perfect
3: day. <laughs>
0: That's fantastic, and um, yeah, and uh, I guess you've uh, kind of made made that your home. Is that right? Is that where you? Where yeah, you live? this
2: I'm actually calling in from my island, which is in BVI, and it is called. The aerial BVI on Buck Island.
3: And is it's so cool. It's
2: been amazing. So, yeah, I've, I've, I'll give you a little background. I wanted yeah. to be a missionary since I was 12 years old. I went on a ton of mission trips all throughout high school. I'd work five jobs at a time to save to go on these trips. I had a huge passion for helping people. And I went on these trips and realized I wasn't really changing life. For people, yes, we'd feed them for a day or we'd build a school, but they're still suffering. You know, they're still having to do terrible things because they have no other opportunities. And when you meet parents that have actually sold their kids, uh, it's something you can't unsee. Or when you meet kids that have been sold, my purpose became really clear. So yes, I'm calling you from an absolutely beautiful, what looks like absolutely paradise Mm -hmm. Uh, there's so much more to the story and if we can get anything today on your podcast you know uh it's just a powerful message that you're looking to share and i want to encourage all of you listening to this that you absolutely you absolutely can go from this because i started my career living in my car (laughs) and and built all these businesses in alignment with my purpose
0: so you weren't just handed an island and (laughs) <laughs> went from there. Um, so yeah, for the for the listeners, who are you today? And then we'll jump back into your backstory. With, um, what do you have going on kind of today?
2: So today I get to live on this beautiful private island in the BVI, which it's not just an island and it's not just my house. We actually have a resort here that creates these amazing healing experiences where people come and they find their purpose it's unlike anywhere i've ever met Hmm. in the world i mean people come here and they find exactly what they're needing in life and they find center and then they actually go forth and make the difference that they're called to in their their life and it sounds it almost sounds weird but you have to try it you have Hmm. to Every single thing is so intentional from the way we integrated with nature to the food that heals you from the inside out to the activities and the ability to connect to uh, our equine therapy that's Mm. on island. And we have over 17 horses and zebras and turtles and peacocks that are here that were all rescues. And so when you can come see redemption in every layer, when you can come breathe again in an inspiring atmosphere, and you can start to connect to the things that matter most to you and other people that care about changing the world, then you'll start activating into your purpose. And mm-hmm. my my career, like we were talking about, started with wanting to help children in desperate areas. But as I've gone all over the world on these mission trips, I realized it's going to have to take a lot more than me. Because if you drive through eight hours of slums, It's going to take a whole lot more than Brittany Turner and Hmm. any wealth I could ever build to actually create opportunity in places that don't have the basics. Hmm. Some places in Honduras, I've met with nonprofits, their entire life mission is to get people up to the poverty line. Hmm. Because there's another layer in Honduras below poverty called Hmm. miserable And they just want to get people up to the poverty line. And I'm like, and poverty in Honduras is different than poverty in America. So the island is designed to find other people again, help you heal so that you have the ability to give to others. Mm -hmm. You start attracting the abundance to get past living just paycheck to paycheck, and you can help solve the needs of the world. And so... Mm -hmm. That looks like this amazing, beautiful picture but there's even right. so, much, so more much behind it. it. Yes, yeah. yeah. so I spend about 50% of my time in developing nations getting okay. to work on these different hand-up programs that my husband and I uh, are, are building or have built, um, yeah. wiping out poverty, creating jobs, and doing these emergency rescue missions after disaster. So we have disaster all the way through redevelopment, that our nonprofit is involved in, not just saving lives, but rebuilding livelihoods. So again, you can address Mm. poverty at its root. And so that's, it's so amazing and so rewarding, but it took my real estate, (laughs) my my real estate business being successful and mindful and intentional Purpose to ever get here.
0: That's exactly what I want to focus on. That's that's really good. And and to be clear, I I told you before we hit record, I heard you on another podcast, and I mean, uh, and I'm not just saying this. I was just blown away by the what what you all are doing. And I, I just, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't even. I'm trying to figure out what's for dinner mm-hmm. <laughs> versus trying to stop human trafficking or something like. So, and I and and again not trying to compare but it was just amazing just the fact that you've even set your goals that high and that you've what you've been able to accomplish so so yeah let's dive into your backstory and you can start you know wherever you want um but trying to focus on some of the adversity that you've been through and i know that we've all been through adversity we're all going to face more adversity right it's not we don't pretend on this show that it's Oh, we had adversity. Now we have abundance, and it's not like that. We don't just flip a switch. But we want to walk through kind of your journey on that. You know, from moving from and through adversity and getting to abundance. Talk about your real estate and that kind of thing. So, what jumps out to you as as a good starting point?
2: I think the starting point is knowing knowing those desires that are in your heart, even as a kid, Mm -hmm. It's really important because everybody's called to something different and my pillar of the difference I wanted to make in the world was to serve those in extreme desperation and other people are called to put more art in high schools and other people are called to like make sure that little league is the best little league in the world (laughs) and and you have got to be confident in being like the best mom or dad whatever it is Get confident and know that those desires are in your heart for a reason. Mm-hmm. And then start designing a life to make that reality. And one of the best ways you can do that is to write your eulogy. And the reason okay. that, that is such a powerful exercise is it is the only thing guaranteed in your life is that you're going to freaking die. You're going to die. Sure. And <laughs> so, just like those with terminal illness, Things become really clear really fast on what matters in life. Everything yeah. people have sold you starts to go away, and it matters sure. to you. What do you want to be true in your one chance on earth? Now, I'm so blessed that at 17, I was in a class and somebody had me write that. So this very good kid, mm. wanted to be a missionary because that's as big as I could dream.
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: I wasn't actually doing anything today that would make that story true. Mm. And I wanted to start with sharing that today because it was the guiding light in my life. And I update it every year because I learn more uh, and my dreams become bigger. Just like Jamie was just saying, it's not mm-hmm. about comparing. It's not about comparing. Mm-hmm. But when you can meet somebody who is doing more, you can ask yourself, can I do more?
3: Yeah, absolutely. else is
2: possible with my life? And my friends, thankfully, I've got some really cool billionaire neighbors who are like solving mm-hmm. cancer. They are really lovingly hard on me saying Brittany we only saved a thousand people I'm like oh my god why are you not working <laughs> oh. on 20,000 people right, do you know right. how many people need your help and I'm like but when because they believe in me and because they've set the standard I now think it's possible for me which means I'm gonna do it
3: sure and so, yeah that, so, yeah confidence
2: absolutely. in your calling don't limit yourself based on who's around you have mm-hmm. people kicking your butt and or listen to them like this mm-hmm. podcast yeah so, they can reset what you think is normal because you're only ever going to do what's normal.
0: So, what comes to your mind as far as just some of the adversity, personal adversity that you've been through, whether it's financial, health, you know, any relationship, family, things that you've worked through over the years that were real challenges? Um, yeah. What well, comes to that, mind?
2: I had that clarity of purpose, but I didn't have any funding for it. And this guy came into class, same classes I was in where the guy, re- had me write my eulogy. Mm-hmm. He said, Did you know you can buy a house with no money down? And I said, Go on.
0: <laughs> Tell me more.
2: <laughs> he said, You rent that house out for twelve hundred dollars a month, but your mortgage is only nine hundred dollars a month. That's a thing called cash flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he said, if you do that 10 times, you can live in Africa and you don't have to ask anybody else for money. And I was like, I love that idea. <laughs> spend so much time like begging. And I was like, I might as well just go make my own money. I can make my own money more than people ever donate. And so I loved that idea, but that idea was introduced to me in a year,
3: 2007. Mm, So I bought my
2: first house at 18 and then Googled what colleges teach you how to flip houses. Mm. Cause I learned you can make like $10,000 flipping a house. If you work Mm -hmm. hard, enough. I'm a hard worker raised Mm -hmm. on a farm. And no colleges taught you how to flip houses. So I said, well, okay, well, I guess I have to learn another way. That wasn't exactu- exactly popular with my family. I don't know if you guys have ever mm-hmm. had yeah. any that again, uh, yeah. not approve, <laughs> mm-hmm. But I had to be willing to do what, or be willing to find a way to get educated
3: mm-hmm.
2: in what I needed to learn, even though there was not a formal education for that, which is sad that there isn't, that just isn't.
3: Right. So, Absolutely.
2: Again, my family stopped talking to me for almost two years. Oh, wow. It was very hard because I'm one of six kids and we're very close. And my boyfriend was super mean. He's like, this just there's a reason 18-year-olds don't buy a house. Mm. And all my friends pretended like they didn't know me. And I was like, I'm mm-hmm. doing orphans. I want to save orphans. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting a job as a loan officer because... Okay. The main guy said he would teach me how to flip houses. Again, 2008, not one loan closed. (laughs) I ended up in $45,000 of debt and have to wait tables. I'm working 12 hours a day, studying every real estate book I could possibly get my hands on almost 10 hours a day, sleeping two hours-ish every night. And um,
0: So was this debt, just curious, um, was this from just living expenses or was this... How did the debt accumulate, accumulate? Yeah, it was
2: just waiting for, waiting for a loan to close and living off that credit card, living off that credit gotcha. card. I was yeah. not out shopping. Don't worry. <laughs> not a shopper trying to pay my mortgage because my renters in the other bedrooms weren't paying their rent and, and yeah. interest rates were, you know, 7% back then. And so
3: right.
2: I'm surviving, waiting for something to break through. I'm learning everything I can and I end up waiting tables and, um, mm-hmm extremely long story short these uh, i got offered a job that i'd have to move to nashville place i'd never been Mm -hmm. in two weeks well i decided to to kick my roommates out and rent the house out to these guys off craigslist i took a job that was less than six hundred dollars or six hundred dollars less than the minimums on my credit card i moved to a place nobody i don't know anybody family's like you're an idiot also, everybody's saying, it's the worst time to get into real estate. It's 2008,
3: 2008. <laughs> sure. Like, yeah, dumb.
2: What are you doing? So I thought this was my big breakthrough. But right. instead, it ended up being um, the guy's like, well, I was supposed to be his assistant. And he was going to teach me how to flip houses. He's like, mm-hmm. well, nobody's able to flip houses right now mm-hmm. and do well. So I'm doing away with your job position. The tenant's first month's rent check bounced. So now I have a mortgage. I'm, I have no income. I have all this debt and I pay my freaking bills. Okay. Mm -hmm. All this going on, I still found a way to pay my bills. It might be one Mm -hmm. from one credit card to another, but I paid them.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And I couldn't tell my family. And so I ended up moving into my car. And I found these two guys the day I got fired that were actually flipping houses. And I said, Can I work for you for free? Because even though I had almost three years of like nothing working in my life, Mm -hmm. I knew that you still have to serve. Yeah. get first, you have to be a blessing for people to want to keep you around. And real estate investing is really expensive to learn. Sure. So the only way I could learn is to work for free. So I worked 18 to 21 hours a day for them for nine months living in my car on and off most of the time in my car, having creepy truck drivers banging on my window in the middle of the night in grocery store parking lots. And at the end of those nine months, I'd made them like $300,000 and they never offered to pay me. It was just a... And,
0: and what was your role with them?
2: I. They wouldn't even talk to me the first like week. I just sat in the car. They let me sit in the car and I would listen to their problems. And I knew if I could make their life easier, they would keep me around. And so I would take notes. He's really frustrated at hmm. his realtor. The realtor yeah. is not hard enough worker. He's really frustrated at his contractor. He doesn't like this tile company. Uh, he needs more investors. He can't find enough deals. And so whatever he was frustrated yeah. about, I would ask some questions when he would ever give me any time on how to do those things. And I would take mm-hmm. it over on like, here's what he expects. Here's what he's getting. And I would try to fill the gap. Mm. And so I became his realtor and like all that. Yeah. I just did everything I could for free to make their lives amazing. So you, so
0: you, were, you were listening and solving problems. I mean, that's...
2: And right. people will keep you around if you make them
0: much better. <laughs> yeah.
2: So at the end of nine months, they're like, all right, you're ready to go do this on your own. And it's still going to sound easier than it was. It still was right. like months of suckiness and yeah. like terrible, everything going wrong, backstabbing, like all the, not them, yeah. but other people, yeah. the sharky business.
0: Sure. But now, and this I, is, I, this I, is one of the risks, sorry to cut you off, but with, with, with our, with this show, it's like, we gloss over so much stuff and it's like, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> I live it out of my car for nine months. Oh, that's cool. But I mean, <laughs> it was way more challenging than what oh, It than was than
2: freaking cold. My yeah. car didn't heat.
0: It yeah. was horrible,
2: wow. and it was like there's so much more terrible things that went on that I will never right. have to tell you about like mm-hmm. the the shadiness of people um getting robbed, having houses like it was I had to put two guys in jail for trying to kill me like it was there's so much drama in mm-hmm. that business, but the point was never it was never about making money, and it was never it was never about real estate it was about Getting back to these regions of the world where Mm -hmm. kids are going to be alive or dead if I do
1: nothing.
0: Mm -hmm. No, that's yeah, and 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 frankly, and I told you this before we hit record. I haven't said this per se on this show yet, but um, you know, I was the co-host of a mortgage note investing podcast, and it it was great. The Good Deeds podcast. I recommend any mortgage note investors listen to it, Um, Um, but. You know but i found that it's life is bigger than that and that's and so that's kind of that's why i started this show was to talk about things like this where it's like your goals and your intention and the reason you were doing learning flipping or learning any any strategy within real estate was to make money to get funding to do these mission trips right which was is considerably bigger than flipping a house or you know whatever the ARV is, is on a particular property. That's all important. And that's how you make money. But, uh, I love it. It's fantastic. So, so talk us through the next, you know, a few years or how did you kind of transition from that rough period?
2: Well, I never got not rough. I'll just tell you that <laughs> it just got rougher in different ways. Okay. Um, but yeah, it is perspective. Your problems change. It's not mo money, more problems. It's unless you made your money in terrible ways. Then it comes sure. back to you. Um, it's mo money, different problems. And every day that I have different problems, like I got somebody dump a boat in my bay and the, the numbers to get it out. It's like $85,000, something insane. And I was wow. like, and I was so annoyed because somebody just dumped it there instead of actually disposing of it properly. It was mm. after the storm. Um, And it's like, well, you get to have these kinds of
3: problems. Right, right. You get to
2: have these kinds of problems. And all of these are better than not being able to fill your gas tank up. I hated those. (laughs) I'll still pick these. (laughs) Because it's not even that the problems aren't actually harder or bigger. It's that you're more confident in yourself. Mm -hmm. You're more confident that you have a track record of knowing you've gotten through that before. You can also get through this. Mm -hmm. God always makes a way. God always brings you through it. And it always ends up working out for your good. Mm -hmm. And instead of labeling things problems, Mm -hmm. you can call them expansion tools because they really are blessings made and designed for your expansion. So you can go to the level that you're asking to go to Mm -hmm. because it makes you smarter. It makes you dive in. It makes you ask better questions. It makes you learn more, connect more, Mm -hmm. talk to other people, listen to more podcasts, whatever it is to grow to be able to handle those things i'm not into like attracting extra problems trying to cut that, <laughs> right.
0: i'm right. saying
2: if you don't label them problems then you're going to have a more joyful journey sure and that is the yeah biggest thing i wish i i had understood earlier on because i was always upset thinking this shouldn't be happening to me i'm a good person making money for good right. instead i get to deal with these i've been entrusted with these yeah how can i be a leader amongst right. Time. How can I help other people? How can I grow? What's the that's, person I'm becoming? And, yeah. and am I fueling my life with anger and rage, which is my go-to, <laughs> or am I fueling it with purpose and remembering my why in a powerful yeah. way?
0: No, that's really good. And we, we've uh, one of the major common themes that's come through all these episodes so far. This is episode twenty-two. So through twenty-one, now twenty-two episodes um one of the common themes has been just that which is okay you may not see it in the moment that this this is great i'm i'm so happy i'm going through this you know terrible time this struggle right but but over time and it's different for everyone it's every situation is different but over time you look back and you see because you've shifted your perspective you see that actually that was a blessing And because of that hardship i went through all these personal growth or, or you know, you're better off actually, and you're able, and the other thing is you're able to focus on helping other people. That's, that's the big one that I found through all of our guests, whether it's health challenges, financial challenges. They are, I don't think we've had a single guest who hasn't mentioned, hey, I shifted my focus to others in order, and that's what really got me through um this hard time and this adversity so i just that's i mean you're all about serving others um but it just that's been a a major takeaway for me personally is look yes you do need to focus on yourself at some point you know and this is this is a, a real challenge that i'm going through we're not saying it's not but but at some point to get Past that, and to think bigger, you've got to focus on serving others, um, and that's that's just been a, a big part of this show so far. So, if you would, um, so take us through just kind of from, I guess, that flipping that initial real estate phase through through today. And I know that's like a ton to cover, but so in real estate and business, kind of what it hit some of the highlights that that you've uh, got, you know, got uh, worked through to get to today
2: yeah so i I was flipping houses to make money so that I could buy cash flowing assets so that I could move to Africa. That was my plan
3: Got and
2: it. I didn't want to have to ask other people for money. So I went out on that journey again, started at the worst time you could get into real estate. yeah, but in the process of flipping houses, I kept going back to Africa, and my mentor took me to one of his orphanage sites and showed me how these business guys who saw things they couldn't unsee, they designed an orphanage that was so beautiful and it was so inspiring that these kids they pulled out of garbage heaps were dreaming about being the president. These little girls were dreaming about being president of Kenya one day and having loving relationships and a family. And it was so cool to see the power of environment and we went from that orphanage site to another one where I helped them do the land deal. And then I helped them do the site plan. And then I helped them recreate a family model versus warehousing children. And then we came up with enough cash flowing. I don't know if you want to call them assets, but like a mm-hmm. garden that you not only feed the kids with and teach them skills, you can sell the extra in the marketplace and create cash flow to where that orphanage is self sustainable. Mm-hmm. I, I, this is such a an integral part of my journey, because mm-hmm. I went from trying to make cash flow to understanding that my skill set is how you solve poverty, because I was actually mad at God a lot of my journey, thinking like, "Why am I learning real estate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm flipping houses. What the heck does that have to do with Africa where I really want to be?" Mm-hmm. So came back to the orphanage site that we had helped tie up. A year later, which we hadn't even been able to break ground yet, it takes forever to get title there, I saw how the area we had picked because parents were selling their kids for $25, like forever, gone. They knew what was going to happen to them. Organ harvesting or sex trafficking. We picked that level of desperation area because of that poverty. All these businesses had had moved in and now it was one of the wealthiest areas within like a 10 mile radius. And we're like, what happened? It's mm-hmm. because the Americans are investing there. Mm-hmm. People had the fate to start these like second branches that are companies or whatever, the little African <laughs> companies. And, mm-hmm. and I saw how real estate development can shift what's possible for communities. And I mm-hmm. said, how can I start practicing in areas people don't believe in? Areas that are similar to this environment, areas that need help. How do I get people to believe in these broken places? Because if they believe in them, then opportunity will come and elevate the people up with dignity instead of gentrifying. It's mm. mindful revitalization mm. and giving the people who want it that chance to pull so you, them. Th-
0: you're getting, getting the buy-in from the people who are already there um, as opposed to forcing, forcing well, it's change. It's not even or...
2: in It's not them. It's that okay. people bringing in the opportunities, pick that spot. Okay, and so gotcha. the people who live there get those opportunities versus having outside people
3: have to move C- there and Got it. Got it. So, so- Uh oh, you there? Go ahead. So I practiced in my own backyard. How do you take
2: uh everything from a house to a street to a neighborhood? And get opportunity to come to it through the revitalization and it's mindful mindful sounds like a girly word it's not it's means to consider others means to take all of it into account and care about it versus just taking the piece you need to be profitable how Mm -hmm. can you be profitable while considering others and elevating everybody and as much as that again takes a lot more effort it's so mm-hmm. amazingly worth it, and I never mm. would have dreamed like people would bring us their deals because they demanded we're the only ones that give a crap about the community, mm. only we're the ones that are allowed to buy it, which was so cool. It was like this mm. amazing blessing that came from having this like great heart and so I actually went from i don't know we won forbes' sixth fastest growing woman owned and woman led company uh in the world mm. in the next couple years, and then wow. fortune number three urban fastest urban male or female fastest growing company in the nation um and a bunch of other really cool awards like tons of Princeton Young and I don't even go to pick up half of them not that I'm rude (laughs) that I I have met the kids that are suffering and if I can impart anything to my listeners today it's that your why can actually make you scale your business so much bigger than yourself. And you can tie purpose to every transaction. If you can start integrating your impact in small ways to where you can then be getting to do it full time, as you grow your company, your impact grows. Don't give away all your money tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Give proportionally. Dedicate a Mm -hmm. portion of every transaction to the impact that you want to see in the world. And you're going to start having a reason to wake up in the morning. Mm. Every business gets old. Every business gets old. And so if you're feeling burned out, shut up. Shut up. I don't want to freaking hear it. I want to hear activating into your purpose better. Start integrating things you care about and thank God for the blessing of your business. Never curse it or whine about it because gratitude is what leads to abundance. Being grateful for what you've already been given, you will be given more and more and more. But if you are selfish with that and you hoard it and you keep it and you're not a conduit for good to flow through you, you're not going to be given more. So start tapping into ways to being impactful with anything you've been given and you will be given more.
0: Wow. (laughs) I am definitely going to have to listen to that last uh, two minutes myself. But yeah, that was fantastic. So just for the listeners out there, and I know you're not saying you care about all these awards too much, but I'm on your website right now. And there's, I mean, there's a ton of awards that you and your team have been, have earned. So I only bring that up to say, you're not just some person that's saying all this stuff. You've actually, we should actually listen to you. You've actually accomplished quite a bit. And that's just these awards. But what you're saying is these awards mean nothing in comparison to your greater purpose in serving, serving these kids, serving these um, impoverished communities. Right. And so, I mean, it's just, yeah, I could go. There's so many ways we could go with this. So, so just to kind of like, complete the so as far as your real estate and your businesses and what does that look like today and what is your you know we don't have to get into like dollars and cents or or number of units, but what does your kind of real estate or business look like today from a if someone looked at it from the outside?
2: Yeah, I I have seven companies and all of them are force for good companies, which means we do good in the way we make our money and then we do good with the money we make. And Quite honestly, like I just don't care otherwise. Like, I'm absolutely not motivated. I'm not one of those wake-up driven people. (laughs) But when you see a kid, yeah, can't speak because of the level of abuse they experienced as an infant and it's they're still going through that. Like you can't, nothing else matters. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, I have been entrusted with amazing things like a private island. That's really cool. But the private island is fully surrendered to making a difference in the world. And if mm-hmm. I can orchestrate more good through this place than anywhere mm-hmm. else, well, not a competition, but like, right. I want it to be that impactful. I want every element of it to be that impactful. I want people to come here and understand how powerful they are. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing pisses me off more than finding depressed Americans. Why, why are you living your life with so much access to,
3: yeah, we're we're it's totally abundant, spoiled. Yeah, yeah.
2: You're you're consumed with yourself. It's because you're not yeah. loving your purpose. And I'm I'm not mad yeah. at them for that.
3: But right, I don't but like yeah. this,
2: I don't like this privilege idea. Mm-hmm. There with every ounce of what you have access to or were born into, it comes a responsibility. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. telling you to go give away all your money tomorrow. I'm saying
3: sure.
2: understand the calling on your life and keep asking. Take that aerial perspective on your life. What is possible? What is all the good things that can happen through me if I so choose to activate into this instead of living a life of escaping, Hmm. living a life of intentionality, not but going towards something that matters, even if there are obstacles, even if there's adversity, there absolutely will be every day. And it's going to be dumb stuff to big stuff, but you've got to stay on track with that mission.
0: That's really good. So, your question popped into my head. How does your, uh, like, how do you and your husband work from a business standpoint? Um, you know, because I've I've worked with my spouse as far as on rental properties and our real estate and mortgage notes and things, and um, it can be challenging. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, so, I'm just curious how do you how do you break that out as far as what's your no, role, what's his role?
2: Wonderful question. I mean, I think the most important thing with any couple, period, whether or not you work together is to mm-hmm. find a way to view them as a blessing, not a burden. Because sure. anything you view as a burden will get taken away from you. And or you will miss the blessing mm. and life will suck. So every day that I start getting just annoyed at him,
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, he's a blessing. How can I see that he's a blessing today? Yeah. And, and again, an asset in your life. So sure. for us, it's, we have a really weird story on how we met. At an airport, he was in a wheelchair, just goofing off like we just oh, wow. he, I never thought we had any potential on actually being together. but mm-hmm. the more we actually went overseas and served together, he was mm-hmm. active duty, um, but we'd come on these uh, disaster response trips with me. I saw him step into his purpose and and mm-hmm. my life calling is to to knock out sex trafficking as much as humanly possible and The best way to do that, I found, is through economic development, giving people better opportunities than selling their kids. Mm -hmm. Just be real. That's like an amazing way to knock it out because it just stops there. Mm -hmm. So I want to live in these developing nations uh, and helping them. He Mm -hmm. has all the skills to navigate (laughs) in austere environments. And so it was so interesting to see because we go in after disasters. Because people will, like, they need the help. It's an emergency. And they also, it's a nice time to, like, build trust. Because I'm not always the right color. I'm not always the right gender. I'm not always the right age for people to just wake up and be like, I feel like listening to the best practices of recovery from this chick, you know? So, (laughs) but when you really prove your heart to help, they listen. Mm -hmm. So anyway, how we work together is I thankfully God took me down this path of like some of the hardest ways to learn how to be successful in business at the same time as authentic with your, your mission to really help and serve at the same time as being able to be profitable by that mm-hmm. mission, like yeah. through for good company creation. So I've got this awesome background in like making companies for real sustainable mm-hmm. and, he has this amazing background. He's got over $10 million of training in him from the government because he's special <laughs> forces that we now get to repurpose into saving lives. And That's so awesome. we are, we've merged our life passions. And his big thing, now that he's like awake and can see the opportunities um, that veterans can have versus your only opportunity is to stay in the military. That's right. what a lot of them are told. And I don't blame the military. They put a lot of money into them. They want to keep them So Yeah, absolutely. But he wants them to see how many other people they can help after they retire. Mm. And so we have a Heal the Heroes program where we take these guys that that don't see their purpose. They don't understand what they're capable of. And they go through this year-long healing program. And then on the other side, they have these crazy, amazing opportunities to give back serve teach work with entrepreneurs get these amazing jobs it's it's been one of the most rewarding things that we do so and it's saved a ton of lives
0: that's awesome and and it's it everything you're i mean it's always forward thinking and it's you know um you're not just teaching them you're not just giving them a fish right you're teaching them yeah. to fish right and you're it's bigger so you're you're not only healing that that veteran's life but how many lives is that veteran then impacting oh in a positive way? That's awesome.
2: We've rescued so, 5,500 people in Ukraine already. Over 900 of them are orphans that were trapped in bomb shelters. And our team who's used to those environments were able to go in without any weapons and conduct mm-hmm. these rescue operations and getting these people to safety. So
0: that's it's that's amazing.
2: Crazy rewarding.
0: <laughs> yeah. I uh, got a chance to work uh, with some of the SF guys in uh, in Iraq and, um they're just on a on a whole different level it's pretty pretty awesome we were uh working to try to try to create a, a special forces battalion for it, within the iraqi army now i mean it's it's not it's a different you know it's a different um uh, just their army is very different than the u.s uh military but but yeah it was i mean we did submissions with them it was i mean phenomenal just it, it's a whole different it's mind-blowing they're just on a different level and one of the things i i took away was that they they're always prepared it never goes i mean this is more than one thing it never goes the way they think it's going to yeah right um but they also travel really like you mentioned no weapons it's like we were all up armored and slow, and you know, they're just in and out and just very efficient. Um, so that doesn't directly uh relate to the <laughs> to what you just said, but it just uh, I, I can only I can just picture you know, I can imagine what what it's like, um, on some level as far as you guys going in and and I think serving. To an-
2: really, to answer your question though, is I had a clarity of purpose and he yeah. had a of purpose, and then yeah, you can start that way, yeah. And- Build a life with your significant other that harnesses each other's gifts. Right. And then you are like this amazing force for good versus like, I see you and I I kiss you when I get home. And even <laughs> in that relationship, how do you go deeper with it? How do you start asking sure. more questions and helping your significant other find what they're passionate about and then support it any way you can? Like find a way to be a blessing, find a way to, instead of just, well, we live together, so she's my secretary. <laughs> And, right. uh, or he pays for everything and I take care of it. Like, don't just coexist. Yeah. Sure. Like, yeah, it's
3: bigger than that. Amazing Absolutely.
2: Things in the world that I mean, you're in each other's life for a reason. Don't, don't let it suck.
0: That's really good. So as we move toward, uh, toward the end of the show, I do have some kind of rapid fire questions that I'm going to throw at you. If you're okay with that, is that all right? Sure. Um, what's one thing that people misunderstand
3: about you? Oh,
2: man. I don't know if I misunderstand. I think the everybody typically assumes until they know anything about me that it's another daddy's money or divorce money or something because I am a woman. And yeah. I blame women for that. <laughs> it's, we are so amazing. And there's so yeah. many women who've done incredible things, but we don't share it and yeah. we are 10 times more insecure than men on average. And the less women share through this false humility bullcrap, the less they share, the harder it's going to be for our daughters because until humans see that someone that looks like you can do this thing or in this industry, mm-hmm. you will forever be, um, it, it's just not normal yet. And right. if it's not normal, then that doubt will make people have to work 10 times harder to prove it's possible. And so mm-hmm. I'm not a whiny woman. don't blah, 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 I understand why people do that, but I'd rather just share what's possible through my life. Um, but that does take intentionality. I do have haters. I have mm-hmm. had people try to hurt me. Um, mm-hmm. And so I know why people hide, but stop mm-hmm. hiding. If you have something amazing you're doing, be willing to share on behalf of humanity so that more people can be entrusted with more.
0: Yeah, if you don't have any haters, you're probably not probably not challenging yourself, probably not doing what you're called to do. So that's really good. Um, Some people push back on the phrasing of this question, but what's what's one of your biggest failures and what did you learn from it? (coughs) Failures, regrets. You know, it doesn't have to be. I'm not saying you would go back and change it necessarily, but um, you know. Something you've learned from something you wouldn't repeat, maybe.
2: I think it's something that's shown up many times in my life. I'm, I've learned the gift. I don't think at all I was born with this, but I can. Through rehabbing, you can train yourself to see things done as if they already are.
3: Hmm. So you
2: can walk in like the crappiest building, full of like dog poop. And yeah. You see beautiful thing as if it like because you're you're trained that way now i've taken that from a building to regions now which is very cool but i also do it with people Mm -hmm. i can find the highest and best in everyone and something to note is the best advice i think i've ever been given which is to feed the hungry don't try to drag everybody with you you can open doors but you can't force people through them and Mm -hmm. To see what's possible for someone if they don't want it then it could end up breaking your heart or stabbing you in the back so my point is just you can speak life over people mm-hmm. but i've had a lot of people um throughout my life just either stab me in the back or hurt me for even believing in them and mm-hmm. so just don't it's that it's just a, it's a gift and a curse that you can see the best in everyone but mm-hmm. you have to just know humans are going to make their own decisions Right. It shouldn't stop you from speaking life over them.
0: Right. You can't always control the outcome or other people's exactly. choices. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That makes sense.
0: Um if you could have coffee with any historical figure, who would who would you choose?
2: Other than Jesus, you mean?
0: No, it could be oh. Jesus. I don't know if it, it, <laughs> you know. I, <laughs> I don't know if he drink drank coffee. I don't think. I don't think,
2: <laughs> I, I don't think but, they have ice cream because I don't drink coffee. Okay. Um, if you could have
0: ice cream with anyone. I mean, Jesus is a perfectly acceptable answer. I mean,
2: Jesus is a great answer. <laughs> Other than Jesus, I would say Napoleon Hill. I love okay. I about yeah. Napoleon
0: Hill. Yeah, He's absolutely. It's really good. Um, now, I wouldn't be surprised if you've written, I don't know if you've written a book or anything. but If you had to write a book this year, what would it be about?
2: Mm, I am writing a book this year. And oh, okay. This weekend, which I'm so excited about. There's a... Um, a waiting list on my Instagram. Okay. <laughs> tree. So yeah, it's it's about being a force for good, and it is all one hundred percent about how to be so clear on your why, and de- that you can design a life to where everything flows in to being in alignment with that. Your 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 body. Why why do I want or need to be fit? Mm-hmm. To where that fitness is bigger than me being mm-hmm. fit. It's not about looks. It's about that. It's about my relationships have to align. They have to make sense. I cannot be friends with this person because it's not in alignment, you know? So mm. having this amazing clarity, because when you have clarity, you can make decisions quickly. And that's how I won all those awards. I moved fast because I knew what to say no to. And it that's... wasn't without obstacles. There's so mm-hmm. much right, obst- right. But you can move fast when you have clarity, and so that's what the book is about:
0: is gotcha. understanding
2: how you really can be a force for good in the world and make a meaningful difference in your one chance.
0: What's the name of the book? Did you did you say it? It's
2: called Force for Good.
0: Force for Good. Okay, and and it's not out yet, right? It's out yet? Gotcha.
2: But I have we'll be trademark.
3: The- Don't worry.
0: <laughs> Got it. Um, okay, so you. I mean yeah so much you've dropped a ton of knowledge bombs and and a ton of uh really good advice i mean and that's not even that's such an understatement these are like it's so big i i definitely need to listen to this one again (laughs) um if you what occupation would you would you uh try if you could just try any occupation that you're not involved with or haven't done before
2: Uh, I don't know if it would be to get a job doing something else, but I am growing my medical education right now.
3: Okay.
2: I do. We have what's called a SOAR team, special operations, advanced reconnaissance team for aerial recovery. We go in as soon as humanly possible within a couple hours to 24 hours after disasters, depending on how far they are. Uh, And when I responded to the one in Haiti, this big 7.2 earthquake that happened last fall i'm amazingly talented at identifying the issues and like as an entrepreneur being able to figure them out and like master plan and tell everybody where they need to be but when you can't help uh medically at the level you want to Mm.
3: it's
2: like a kid's leg dangling off because you just pulled them out of rubble and they're screaming daddy and nobody has any pain meds in haiti mm. because the hospitals collapsed and like like it was so we we saved over 200 people's lives my team was so amazing but i want to advance my medical education so i can be even more helpful in the field and on those mm. missions
3: that's uh, really good
2: i've been passionate about it my whole life but i went into business and real estate instead of getting mm. educated. so yeah, yeah. Um, gotcha Furthering that even more—that's a
0: great answer. So now, how do you stay aware of these like world events? I mean, this wasn't on my my list of questions, but oh. I mean, do you watch the news or what's? How do you? Stay when you're aware? in the world,
2: you get notified immediately. But I also have the right apps. Uh, we have mm-hmm. um, joint special operations centers that we have monitoring storms, monitoring earthquakes, monitoring tsunamis, monitoring tornadoes. Like we mm-hmm. have teams that work twenty four seven monitoring these events around mm. the world but there's some pretty easy apps like one is called my radar it's the bomb yeah get the gotcha. you can see exactly where it's tracking what is scaled supposed to scale up to where it's supposed to hit mm-hmm. and, uh, and you can prepare and then we have different deployment locations throughout america and the caribbean to be able to go quick
0: mm. uh, it's, uh, the reason i asked that is because you know a lot of people get stuck watching the news or consuming the 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 Mainstream media, and then it, it leads to, I think maybe depression or something. Where, because I, personally, I, I made a shift in 2015, 2014 to, to kind of just turn all that off and just focus on what I can control. Now that may seem smaller than what you're <laughs> what you're working on, but it really elevated my mental health. And you know, I guess that that you know just that balance of how you're obviously. Aware of what's going on with world events, whereas I feel like, in some ways, I'm not because I'm trying to focus on what I can actually influence, and maybe maybe this is a good challenge for me that I can influence more than than yeah. I think I can.
3: <laughs> I, I
2: I've never watched the news. I'll tell you that. Gotcha.
0: Never. Yeah, watched don't don't start. <laughs>
2: and if I've ever been by a TV that's playing the news, I've watched less than five minutes of it.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh,
2: I will skim headlines to mm-hmm. be in the loop on like what other people are. Sure. Zoomed by, but you can either watch the news or you can make the news. Um, you can <laughs> watch TV or you can make TV. And that's the that's way good. that we were we actually weren't allowed to watch TV growing up unless you okay. made it. So we wow. grew up with a video camera in our hand. And it was really good. If you have kids out there, I was one of the best things yeah. my parents did was say, which side of the, the TV do you want to live on? And <clears throat> um, do you want to have a life worth other people watching? Well, it right. takes getting out there and doing stuff. And so. We had a lot of fun with home videos and things like that.
3: But
2: um, (laughs) I think the lesson was powerful. You do need to know what is going on. If you're a stock trader, you need to definitely know what's going on, but you don't have to sit there and get engulfed in it because you realize that the news is a for-profit business that gets paid more if they scare you enough to click it, then you can do it with the right filter versus actually believing it's that bad.
0: Yeah. So you don't have to bury your head in the sand, but you've got to be intentional about what you consume something. I mean,
3: yeah,
0: yeah that's really good. So what's one, uh, as we wrap up, what's one question you wish I'd asked that I haven't asked. Anything <laughs> you want to touch on or uh, direction your business is headed or anything you, that we haven't covered.
3: I think it's, it's
2: not necessarily a question, but if there's someone listening to this, that does want to learn how to I have a business, for example, how do I actually make it a force for good? How do I even get clarity on my purpose or the kinds of impact that I I want to be making? Everybody wants to make an impact, but if you don't sure. have any clarity or direction on that, like we can help you with that. And it is our privilege and our joy to light you on fire so that you can you can mm. make the difference. Cause I can't do everything and my team yeah. can't do everything. That's what we found is the most impactful thing I could actually spend my time on is creating this ripple effect through everybody doing their thing as many yeah. people could possibly like whatever i've learned that could possibly help you mm-hmm. we and so there's everything from i have a podcast called broke to woke uh we have very inexpensive courses i have a mastermind called g-force which is force for good entrepreneurs and i also have immersive summits here on the island which are life resets for people and I never thought I would be a speaker, a teacher. And that's not how I even think of myself. It's what has worked? <laughs> what right. has provenly worked? And how do we actually help other people know about that stuff? And that's that's it. I've never tried to be, I get paid for doing these things. Like it's how can I empower other people to make a difference? And that's the uh-huh. way we think about it. So um, there's lots of different ways to start activating into it. And like I said, if there's something we, we have that can, be a value to you start diving in it is your mm-hmm. responsibility to take responsibility <laughs> for your own life and your own impact nobody in the world is ever going to care about you in the way that you need to care about you
0: that's a good point now i just i mean i got to say it's it's just um the way you, trying to think how to phrase this it's i mean you have people who talk a big game right and think big as well and and you know want to solve big worldwide problems but they don't actually know how to take practical tactical steps (laughs) to make that happen and i don't know somehow you you and your husband your team has just been able to um do all the above so uh, it's really inspiring you know and it's encouraging to me and hopefully for our listeners that you can think bigger and you actually can solve problems you, you can actually get the, you know it's not an either or you you can do more if you have clarity of purpose um that's for me the biggest takeaway from this episode is is all about clarity of purpose and um yeah this has been Brittany. this has been fantastic
2: Thank um you me. mentioned
0: it mentioned a couple places our listeners can find you online do you want to highlight any others
2: Yes, arielbvi.com is the island website, gforcemastermind.com, com probably has it all. And then uh, the podcast is called Broke to Woke, and it's on all the podcast platforms. But I look forward to getting to know you even more. And again, thank you for having me. And hopefully Absolutely. I'll see some of y'all here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. That- that is awesome. Thank you so much, Brittany. Really appreciate your time. I know you're. I know you're busy, so really appreciate it. And uh, to our listeners out there, thank you so much for spending your time with us. We know that's also a very valuable resource. Thanks, everyone. Take care.
1: Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.
0: Hey there, it's Jamie Bateman. Ever felt boxed in by life's challenges? dive into my new book from adversity to abundance, inspiring stories of mental, physical, and financial transformation available now on Amazon from a former bank robber's redemption to a young entrepreneur's victory over hurdles. These stories are not just inspiration. They're the roadmaps to your transformation, whether for you or as a powerful gift to friends and family, especially those who might not tune into podcasts. This book is a beacon to a life of abundance. Ignite that inner fire and set your course to the life you've imagined. Purchase yours today on Amazon and light the path for someone you love.